0: First reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 20 to 23, and this can be found on page 708 of the Church Bible. They shall bring all your kindred from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses, and in chariots, and in litters, and on mules, and on dromedaries to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring a grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. And I will also take some of them as priests and as Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, And from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And the second reading is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 2 to 12, and that can be found on page 246 of the New Testament. I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, Having the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to damage earth and sea, saying, Do not damage the earth, or the sea, or the trees, until we have marked the servants of our God with a seal on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, sealed out of every tribe of the people of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000, from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000, from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000, from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000, from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 sealed. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and might be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Let's pray. Lord God, we give thanks for this All Saints Day that you have counted us blessed and made holy among the saints. May we know what that means for our lives, uh, and be changed by it, for we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Morning all, it's lovely to be with you this All Saints Day. I was musing on the idea of All Saints and special feast days and names of churches, And it's quite funny, um, in evangelical churches there are a couple of names that are more popular than others. Um, One of them being All Saints, uh, another of them being Christ Church... Um, you often find those more often than you find names after individual saints. And it was interesting that in the evangelical tradition there's often a distrust of uh, being named after individual saints. Um, But both the names All Saints and the name Christchurch get get around that in different ways. Christchurch gets around it by not being named after anyone and All Saints gets around it by being named after all of us, uh, which is um, wonderful, actually, because all saints is um, much more the original way that saints as an idea was used. The idea of saints is those who are chosen by God, who follow him, who are made holy through their faith, those who are sanctified, those who are the cleansed ones through faith those are the saints so we are all the saints in God you might say why not just call us Christians surely that's an easier term we had a little bit of a quiz earlier I did a bit of digging myself uh, for the word saints and the word Christian in the New Testament do you think Christian is used a little bit more about the same? Turns out the word saints is used almost 200 times more than the word Christian in the New Testament. It's quite surprising. We think, you know, Christian is this very common um, term, but actually the term saints is the chief uh, description of you and me. Back in the gospel, uh, Jesus had his disciples. Then in the book of Acts, those who went out were the apostles. But by the time they were gathering in uh, ecclesias, in churches, in gatherings, they were known as the saints. I've got a friend who's uh, a preacher, and every time he stands up before his congregation, if it's morning, he'll say, Good morning, saints it's evening, he'll say, good evening, saints. That's, they, he doesn't worship at a, uh, an all saints, but he does it for a very particular reason, and I really like it. It reminds him as the preacher that everyone in front of him has been made holy by God. Good morning, saints. And it also reminds those who are in front of him that they are counted among the saints in glory, And that actually that is a wonderful thing, it's a transformative thing, Uh, and we're not just sort of, you know, ordinary old me and, you know, on a Sunday morning, it, it perks their ears up. And I really like that tradition. We are the saints. How often do we remind ourselves? But if we forget that we are made holy through Jesus, through what he has done for us, we deny the goodness that God has for our lives. I was musing on the idea of All Saints as a feast and a festival, and I came up to the idea that it's a festival of our imagination, because we not only join with the saints here, or across our denomination, or across this country, but across the whole world, in every denomination. And not only that, we also are counted among the saints throughout history as well, not just across geography, but also across time. I really like that reading from Revelation, both the reading from Isaiah and Revelation, are visions of that coming kingdom. Thank you for reading those difficult tribe names. What we had is we had the the list of tribes from Israel, 12,000 from each, leading to this large but finite number of people. And then the writer of Revelation looks out. What do they see? An uncountable multitude, made up of people from every background, all ready to worship God. All ready to say, blessing and honor, glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. And then if you think back to the first reading, that was from the book of Isaiah, back when God had put his spirit among his chosen people. But Isaiah saw that that wouldn't always be like that. And his prophetic vision of God's spirit being poured out on all flesh, on all saints, wider than his chosen people. And so you have those pair of readings from Isaiah prophesying that God's spirit would be poured out, and then right to the end of the Christian story in Revelation, the fulfillment of that, where God's chosen people, Israel, are standing there, and then the uncountable multitude are standing with them, all together ready to worship God. In our service here at 11, we often say the creed, and we're going to say it later. And in the creed, we have a pair of sentences. It's interesting, both Mark and I pulled um, this idea up completely independently. Mark was away, um, In the lines, we have these two lines of the creed that says, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. They're a wonderful pair of lines, and they're incredibly confusing for a lot of people. So I wanted to actually go through the individual lines and show why they're absolutely brilliant, full of meaning, and wonderful for us today. Firstly, I believe in the holy. We are made holy through our faith in Jesus. The term saints are the holy ones. Easy enough so far. Catholic. Has anyone been confused that when we say the the creed, we have the word Catholic in it? And people go, I thought we were Anglicans. I thought we weren't Catholic anymore. Um, But we we usually quietly just sort of mumble on and go, we don't know why we say Catholic, but that's okay. Um, Finally, you're going to find out. The word Catholic comes from a compaction of two Greek words, kata and holos. It's all right, we don't usually inflict Greek and Latin on you too often, but today it's quite useful. Kata, meaning with the, holos, meaning whole, Catholic, meaning with the whole, all Together. So actually, um, that is meaning with all believers. That is what the term Catholic means. Um, The Roman Catholic Church um, came about through the East West split of the Church in the 10th century. Um, And so the Holy Catholic Church, or the Roman Catholic Church, was the whole set of believers. Um, under the auspices of Rome, which was in opposition to those who were under Constantinople. That is the origin of that term, but that came about seven centuries later than was a common usage of the term Catholic that we get in our creed. So we don't have to worry when we say Catholic. That means with the whole, all together. So... When we talk about the Holy Catholic Church, the Holy made holy through Jesus, Catholic all as one together, Church being the gathering of saints. What about the next line, the communion of saints? The, the previous line used a Greek compaction of two um, Greek words. This one uses a compaction of two Latin words. Com meaning um, with, and union meaning one. There we go. I do need my notes for this little section. I haven't memorized my Latin and my Greek. So communion, a gathering as of one. It's the term we use a lot for the Lord's table, There we gather as one in front of the great gift and offering that Jesus made for us for our feeding. But actually, we are a communion every time we gather as one. The Lord's table isn't our own communion. And so these two lines together... In the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. They are a short, succinct, dense and intensely meaningful pair of phrases which put together what being all of the saints together means. Not just today on All Saints, but every single time we meet whether we meet or not, because we are joined as the saints throughout the world, throughout history. And so today we make that special remembering of that eternal truth. Isaiah made that prophetic statement, believing that it would happen, that God would draw in people from all corners of the world, and John, in the book of Revelation, has the prophetic vision of its fulfillment. So today, our reality is that we meet in the gap between Isaiah and between Revelation. The reality is that the Spirit of God has been poured out on all flesh. But at this point, we only see it in part. We're blessed that we can gather as this group, but we need our imagination to remember that we gather with saints around the world um, and throughout history. And yet, we do celebrate the fullness of this truth that God has come, that he has poured out his spirit on all people. And in a few weeks' time, we're going to celebrate Christ the King And in Christ the King, we celebrate the fullness of that future vision. That will be the moment when we say, yes, that has come in full. But today, on all saints, we meet as a holy people. We meet as a whole church. We are brought together by the one, the one holy God, who has brought his holiness and offered it to us so that we may be counted among the saints in glory. Let's pray together. Lord God, we give you so much thanks that you would call us saints, that you would sanctify us by the blood of the cross. We pray that we wouldn't hold that lightly, but we would know the fullness of what that means for our lives. Help us to be transformed by that truth. Help us to to be a vision of that communion of saints here in this place. And help us to see that wider vision that we see in part, that we will see in fullness uh, at your coming of your glory in heaven. Amen. Amen.